Hello, welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Honer and Mark Friedel from Kempoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions. Happy New Year, Rick. I trust uh, you had a good holiday season. Yeah, I did. Uh, it was nice and relaxing. I think a lot of people were happy to see uh, or uh, bid 2020 a bon voyage. Here's to 2021. <laughs> the U.S. Chemical Production Regional Index rose 0.4% in November following a 1.1% gain in October and a 0.6% gain in September, according to the American Chemistry Council. During November, chemical output expanded in all regions with the largest gains occurring in the Gulf Coast and Midwest regions. In November, chemical production continued to improve in many segments, including fertilizer, synthetic dyes and pigments, chloralkali, and other inorganic chemicals and organic chemicals. Production trends eased in coatings, manufactured fibers, consumer products, adhesives, synthetic rubber, and crop protection chemicals. Those are all numbers we'd like to see. It's a good direction. Yes, sir. All right, for uh, rail cars in North America, the week uh, weekly chemical rail car volume was up uh, in the U.S. Again, during the week ending uh, the 19th or December 19th, chemical rail car traffic volume in North America totaled 45,000 carloads, down a little over a percent from the previous week and up 0.6% uh, on a year-over-year -year basis. This is all recording according to data released on the 30th of December by the Association of American Railroads. For year-to-date, chemical rail car traffic in North America was down 2.8%, even with the previous week and the highest figure since mid-May, when volume for the year to date was down 2.4%. It's encouraging. The number of drilling rigs operating in the U.S. rose to the highest levels since May, even as oil prices failed for the first time in two months to post a weekly increase. Oil and gas producers added two rigs over the past four days following a surge of eight rigs in the previous week and 15 in the week prior. The U.S. rig count is at 348, up more than 100 since hitting bottom in mid-August and the highest since May 8th, according to the Houston Oil Field Services Company, Baker Hughes, and energy data firm, Enverus. Well, all encouraging signs uh, from an economic standpoint. It feels like uh, most uh, indices towards the end of the year, including the chemical activity barometer, are all starting to hit um, all-time highs and back to 2019 levels. Yeah, this is really good to see. I think everybody uh, in the industry is is uh, breathing a little easier. I, you know, I just recently I was seeing something on I think Exxon's results have shown improvement and they they are continuing to expect improvement through 2021, which I think is a little better than they had been anticipating. So I think all signs are, are definitely positive. Yeah, I own a, a small little bit of stock in ExxonMobil, so that's good to hear. 
All right, so big news in the EU. The EU and the UK reached a post-Brexit deal on trade and future cooperation, ending months of disagreements and intensive negotiations about issues ranging from fishing rights to future business rules. The deal is based on a uh, free trade agreement in goods and services, which provides zero tariffs and zero quotas on all goods that comply with the appropriate rules of origin. But it also covers a range of other areas such as investment, competition, state aid, transport, energy, security, and sustainability. The EU and UK have committed to maintain high levels of environmental protection, including carbon pricing and the fight against climate change. The agreement also enables the UK's continued participation in a number of flagship EU programs for the period of 2021 through 2027, such as the Horizon Europe Research and Innovation Project. While Brexit news was good, the chemical industry in Europe enters 2021 clouded in uncertainty over the prospects for recovery from the pandemic. A steep rise in COVID cases in the region, particularly the UK at the end of 2020, has cast doubt on the strength of predicted upturn. However, a post-Brexit trade deal between the EU and the UK ensuring tariff-free trade offers some clarity. Well, hopefully those vaccines will get circulated quickly and work miracles. All right. Uh, our Italian friend Adriano Alfani, former senior global business director at Dow, has been named new CEO of Versalis effective January 1st. Danielle Ferrari, who was served as Versalis CEO since February 2011, will leave the company at the end of the year. Alfani started his career at Versalis predecessor Anychem and has been with Dow since 2001. It's an exciting uh, promotion. Uh, Lottie Chemical Titan has also announced that Park Hewen Chul will become the company's executive president um, also on the 1st of January. Park succeeds Lee Dong Wu. Park has been with Lottie Chemicals since 1991 and is currently senior vice president with responsibilities for production at Lottie Chemicals Dyson, Olsen, and Yusu South Korea complexes. Uh, my Korean's a little rusty. Hopefully I pronounced those cities correctly. I think you did pretty well, Mark. Now into M&A news. Axo Nobel acquires new nautical coatings. Axo Nobel is set to increase its presence in the North America yacht coatings market after agreeing to acquire new nautical coatings, owner of the premium Seahawk brand. Financial details are not disclosed. The privately owned company is one of the top players in yacht coatings in North America. I have to say, I do like that Seahawk brand coming from Seattle. <laughs> Go Hawks. Lionel Bissell and Suez jointly announced the acquisition of Tivaco, a plastics recycling company located in Belgium. The company will become part of Quality Circular Polymers the company's existing 50-50 plastics recycling joint venture. With this transaction, quality circular polymers will increase its production capacity for recycled materials to approximately 55,000 metric tons per year. All right, so rubber, polyurethane, and TPE specialist Borflex Group has acquired SPCV silicone plastic rubber Borazian, a French manufacturer of rubber and silicone baby products. 
the acquisition is part of the uh, Borflex growth strategy, expanding its offerings in the process. Established in the Massif Central, France in 1972, SPCV is a family business specializing in the production of childcare equipment and accessories in LSR rubber and silicone. Evonik Industries says it has acquired a minority stake in Union Tech out of Shanghai, a manufacturer of stereolithography-based 3D printers through Evonik's Venture Capital Unit. It is the latest investment by Evonik in the field of additive manufacturing and the second in China. Union Tech's additive manufacturing technology makes it possible to produce highly accurate and detailed polymer parts for automotive and aircraft manufacturers, as well as industrial parts. It's cool to see, continue to see growth in that 3D printing segment. Yeah, for sure. All right, that's it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. We will return next week with a fresh batch of Industry Reactions. Until then, stay safe. Take care.